or anything going on.
I'd like to welcome each and every one out to the house of the Lord this morning. I don't know about you, but sure it's a good place, good to be here. I'm thankful the Lord has seen fit to work and heal and take care of things that we can't take care of. Desire your prayer this morning, just as nervous as I've ever been. You know, I always say the same thing. If I ain't nervous, I need to sit down. <clears throat> Thank for what the Lord show you and how what it bring you through and how what it help you'll be. Yes. Uh, what a strength that I am so thankful that I serve a Savior yes. that is there in the good times and the bad times. Yes. I'm thankful that He is there and ever present in everything you're going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. Yes. And He'll help you. <clears throat> if you'll give Him thanks for that, He'll surely help you. If you think you can do it in yourself, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, you can. Uh, been many a time, Lord, that I've been leaning on Him and asking for help and strength. I just don't know what to do without Him. <clears throat> Y'all pray for me. I had a little thought, and uh, He led me a few places and showed me a few things. And <clears throat> again, I'm thankful for His Word, uh, for what He's done and wrote down for us to be able to see the things that people have been through and things they've done and uh, experiences in their lives that we can feast off of and look into what he's uh, allowed us to have again i i'm thankful uh, you the thought this morning is going to be uh, what are you seeking and he led me over into the first kings chapter 9 starting in the first verse again first kings chapter 9 first verse just run this over in my heart and i'm thankful that he did first verse and it said that it came to pass when solomon had finished the building of the house of the lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do. That the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. And that, that particular verse right there brought up a question for me. And this is the second time the Lord had appeared and I had remembered there was some other time but I was kind of curious and I began to run some references and if you'll go back to third chapter of first Kings, fifth verse and I want to read this to you because it's very important that you understand where Solomon was at and why he did what he did. He did it for the love of God. He did it for the Lord. He did everything he did for the Lord. He had uh, Gibeon, uh, the, the fourth verse there, it says Gibeon was a great high place uh, where they had uh, offered a lot of offerings to the Lord. But if you're reading the fifth verse, of the third chapter, it says this. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. 
So the Lord come to him. And Solomon said, Thou hast shewed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept him this great thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. <clears throat> and now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a child, I am but a little child, and I know not how to go out and come in. Solomon is talking to the Lord and God has come to him in a dream. And he has asked these questions. Well, I, I don't know what to do. You're going to have to help me. As every time I get up here, I do the same thing. And I have to get right there on the floor and ask the same thing. God, you're glad to help me. Give me the words. Give me what to say. But what he said there is, I don't even know how to go out or come in. I don't know what to do. You put me in a place, and I'm thankful for it. And my father, he he was a great king, but I don't know what to do. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may be discerned between good and bad. For as who is able to judge this thy so great a people? <clears throat> and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. He asked for wisdom from God to do what the Lord had him do, to be the king, to be able to to discern. <clears throat> and God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this same, and not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked for riches of thyself, nor hast thou asked for the life of thine enemies, but thou hast asked for thyself understanding and discern judgment. Behold, God fix and do something. I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like before thee, neither shall thou arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. So when you go seeking the Lord, with an humble heart. And you go looking to Him not asking for nothing. When you find yourself in a place where you're going to have to work or you're going to have to do something or say something or anything in your life that you're going through, whatever you're going through, when you get in that place and you get humble before God, you're not worried about anything else. But God is. 
See, he's just that good. He's just that kind and just that gracious to us that we don't deserve. And also I have given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings unto thee this day, thy day, and if thou wilt walk in my ways. See, there's, there's a condition. There's something that we need to understand. Everybody wants the blessings of God. Everybody wants God to shower down on them all kinds of stuff and everything going on. There's a cost associated with that. There is a cost associated with that. If thou will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk. Now listen, God is speaking to Solomon. And what does he say? What did he just say? He, God acknowledged your walk with him. God acknowledged David's walk mm -hmm. to his son as your daddy. Truth. So you think, I begin to study and pray and think about this. You think what you do for God don't matter. Yeah, that's true. There's going to come a time when God's speaking to someone and that their heart and their humble before the Lord because of your walk. Then I will lengthen thy day. <clears throat> Solomon awoke. Behold, it was a dream. And he came into Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants. The first thing he did as soon as his feet hit the ground was found an altar and praying and thanking God in that time by burnt offerings. But if you read on, and I'm not going to, but if you read on just into the next verse, just as soon as God gave him the wisdom to be able to discern these people, he said something back. There was a judgment that needed to happen. There was something that needed already. So God gave it. He said, God said He's going to give it to him. And He gave it to him. And immediately, He had to put it to work. So if God gives you something, or gives you a calling, or whatever you're going to do, or however you, He has dis discerned to you what you're going to have to do, He's going to give you the strength. But the chances are pretty good you got to go to work. And it's not going to be five years from now. It's not going to be 10 years from now. It's, it could happen within minutes. Because like I said, from the 15th verse into the 16th verse, there's already a problem. There's already an opportunity for Solomon to use. His understanding heart. And his discernment. 
See, already, already, it's happening. So, when I was reading there in the ninth chapter, and that's where the Lord led me, and I began to read and study about that, and then that first verse, I thought about Gideon. I thought, well, what? Okay, I, I remember that, but I didn't really remember that. And I searched it, and it gave me four or five different things, and then I searched it again, finally, when I got to the back of one of my Bibles, and I've got a lot of them, by the way, uh, showed me where to go back here. <coughs> See how important it is. The first time they spoke to me was important. Then the second time he spoke to me. I'm going to read this to you. <clears throat> this is what a great honor. What a privilege that this is. What a Savior is mine. Third verse, ninth chapter, says this. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. Exactly what more could you ask for in a Savior? That He would come to you a second time and say those words? I've heard you pray. And thy supplication. You're praying and your supplication as you come before God you have certain things that you have on your heart certain things that you don't talk to anybody else about certain things that concern you and trouble you and asking for something about three weeks ago I ain't talked to nobody about it I've not talked to nobody about it pretty big but it was for me it wasn't anything do with anybody or anybody else, it was a problem. And it could have went bad. And I started praying about it. And I was concerned. Could have been bad. Thumb brain thirsty. On the other end, somebody that. Okay. What does that okay? And he said, Hey, Marty, how you doing? I've, I've got this coming before me and I need to talk to you about it. Okay. So we conversation. He said, Well, here's what I'm going to do. There's no reason why I can't do this. <clears throat> uh, being the email just a minute. So I took care of it. Now, I asked him. Could have been back. It was big. See, nobody in this room knew that. That was my supplication. That was something in my life that was big. I'm not even talking to my wife about it. She don't know nothing about it. A lot of things I do, study, and things, I just talk to him. And what a peace. And I lay that paper on my desk. 
come and sit at my seat. All I can say is, thank you, sweet Jesus. And I walked over one voice. He kind of a little bit about it. He was, wasn't concerned as I was. And I said, I asked the Lord, then I turned to him, I asked, I said, I asked the Lord about this. And I said, he heard my He heard my supplication. He brought it to pass that I couldn't do this. Why did he do that? Because he's not a brother. Because he knows I mean it. Because he knows I thank you. Because I knew it was only could be done by him. No matter of words, wouldn't work. Wouldn't matter. And trust me, the person on the other end of the line for the past years could care less. But all of a sudden, they care. I wasn't surprised. Wasn't remotely surprised. See, that is exactly how handy It's true. But it says here, And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house, open, sanctified, which thou hast built, to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. That means never ending. God said, you build a house, I'm going to make it holy, and I'm going to be that. But here, again, we have a charge from God. In His Word, He wrote this down for us so we would know we didn't leave no areas out for you to be ignorant about. You know. He said this. And if thou will walk before me, and here we are again, and I want you to catch what God wrote down there. Catch this. As David thy father walked. You think it don't matter? You think nobody's paying no attention to your walk with God. He is. He is. Do you understand the God of heaven has stopped, took the time to pay attention to a child? And he would say to you, I've heard your prayers. It might be something little, it might be something big, it could be anything. But he's paying attention. He's paying attention. in integrity of heart and of brightness to do according to all thy commanded thee and will
keep my statutes and my judgment. Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised David thy father, saying, There shall not, not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. So now we're talking about all the happy spots. This is where it's important that you listen. This is where it's important that you understand that that quick in your life, think the term is true. One wrong move, one decision, one wrong step. That's why you always need to be aware. This is what I found in my life. And I can't speak for you, but I can just tell you about me. Two days ago, I couldn't get this off my heart. I didn't do nothing else. Set everything aside, found myself sitting and studying. Set everything aside. It's so important that you set aside this world. Find time to spend time in God's Word. And put Him first in priority in your life. you to listen to what God wrote down. But if ye shall turn at all, but if ye shall at all turn from following me, and listen to what he wrote down, ye and your children. Now why would God write that down? Because if you turn, who's going to turn with you? If you decide not to follow God, who's following you? If you decide not to do what God's going to have you to do, or be what God would have you to be, who are you leading in the wrong direction? Where is it going to show up at? Now I'm speaking of the children in your house. And in your life. Now there is times when they are going to go contrary and go astray. You pray enough, they'll come back. And will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. Then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house, which I have hollowed from my name, I will cast out of my sight. And Israel, now listen to how God wrote this down. Pay close attention to what God wrote down. Israel shall be a proverb and a byword to all people. A proverb. Something that was a half a byword of nobody. You remember when they used to serve the Lord? Remember that church used to be on fire for God and do everything God would have you could The spirit was so thick in there you couldn't even go in there. A lost man could walk by the back by the porch and be saved out in the yard out there. But now it's dead and dry and desolate. What? Because they went and served other gods? It's true. Because you found favor elsewhere. 
That's right. Because you occupied yourself with you other stuff instead of what God would have you to do. And it's easy in this world. It is easy. It is so easy to get distracted. And that is the devil's trick. Yeah. I promise you that's a devil's trick. His goal is every day for 24 hours from the state of busy, you can never pick this up. That's true. He don't care if you got as many as I do. Man, man, I thought three this week. That's not the point. Keep you going to get five or ten. Let them sit the house and draw dust. Because you just a bitch can't pick it. Just ain't got time. I don't understand. It's boring. There's more wealth and richness than this you could ever, ever imagine. house which is on high everyone passeth by shall be astonished and shall hiss and they shall say why hath the Lord done this unto this land and to this house and they shall answer because they forsook the Lord their God who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt and taken hold upon other gods and have worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord hath brought upon them all this evil. Again, look back and just remember just a second ago when I read to you about what God said about His Father David. And He said, As, I, as David thy father walked in integrity of heart and uprightness to do according to all that that commanded thee. See, he didn't lay down. He didn't set aside and go to serve brother gods. He stayed with the Lord. And it's so important because you think what you do don't matter. And you think that your life and your walk with God only matters to you. And if you don't do exactly what God have you to do, then it doesn't affect anybody but you. You just proved it was wrong. God just told you it was wrong. But how wonderful it is that you could have these words said to you. I have heard my prayer and I supplication. True. But then you would have a conversation where God said, do you remember as my servant Mark or anybody in here, do you remember how he walked with God? How he prayed? God ain't forgot. God ain't forgot every mile. Everything he done. Ain't forgot better. As some men count slackness, you know, they forget. But the Lord, He will remind us that it is important. It's true. That our steps, the things we do for God, He ain't forgotten. 
And when it comes down to it, he hears your prayer. And he answers. And it comes about in a time when the time because time is perfect. He couldn't have done what he done for me that day any differently would have been fine. But the way he did was just perfect. It was exactly right. Because he's just that good. You know why he did? Because I asked him. Am I worthy of anything? No. And I know that. I understand. But I love him. And I love his word. And do you know whether he did it or not, I still love him. And whether it worked out, whichever way it worked out, I still love him. Either way, it would have been fine. He knows that. I think like God likes to show off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do something that you absolutely blows your mind. It's true. You think He can't do it, but He can do tricks. He can work things in your life if you're letting You could be as the Lord spoke of him, of David, in his eye, where he said he was aware of how he tried to walk for God. Again, so did everybody else. And it's important that you find yourself in a place where you get humble before God. See, it took Solomon saying this. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out and come in. That's a real, that's seemingly to be to Solomon, that was a problem. But seemingly to be as far as what I see in my heart, that's a good place to be. That means you got to, whether you're coming or going, you got to ask God to help you. But he asked him to give him an understanding of the heart. And again, just after this, and if you all read up on this about the woman brought the baby, and Solomon already had to go to work, yeah. bring forth a judgment in a bad situation. Yeah. From verse 15 to verse 16. That was already probably. But God had prepared. He said, I'm gonna give it to you. He said, I'm gonna already give it to you. So did he have to search through to find this wisdom? He did not. God gave it to him. Got to him. When God gives you something, it works. When God gives you something, it'll be just him. When God gives you something, it'll be right on. When God gives you something, it'll work. When nothing else will work. When it's all fell apart, and everything fell around you. See, I heard somebody say something the other day. They've decided now they've got a new religion they've got. That, um, they've taken all of them and kind of muddled them together. And whatever you like, you can just do that thing and you'd be good to go. The devil's got people so blind. Yeah. 
And again, I I don't know where it's here or where where I was at. I heard this said where it said hell is enlarging its borders, but nowhere in the Bible does it say heaven's enlarging its borders. That ought to tell you something right there. Heading that way and, and just as hard and as fast as they can go. And here we are. Depending on Him. Leaning on Him. Trusting Him. They have no hope. They understand they have no hope. And the devil's got them so blind that they're just awful. But it's no different than what it's always been. It's just really no different. But it is so very important, not only to the, those around you, but it's important to the Lord. It's how close you are. How much you seek Him? How much you trust Him? I need Him every day. I don't know about you, but I need Him every day. But in this situation that He's He's in right here, as you can see, He went right to work. But He also told Him about blessings. But then He also told Him, if you don't, so how important is it that God wrote that down for us to know? Here's the way you should walk. You see someone that's following God. Try to set that path in your life. That you can hear Him say, I've heard about prayer. And I said, There come a time when you need it. go the other way, the naysayers will be standing around just shaking their heads saying, well, that used to be a real good place to be, but it's not anymore. Mm -hmm. They sold out to the world and now they've got filled with the world and there ain't nothing there. You can go there and hang out with them, but there's no God there. He's not even going to, you see, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't be there. That's all of us. That's true. He'll be there. But if you choose to serve other gods, He won't be there. I appreciate His Word, though. And I appreciate my church and my Christian brothers and sisters. And I surely have missed you. I surely have. But the Lord's good. See, everybody's here and everybody's all better. Everything's doing good. We might not be exactly perfect. We're getting there. remember where he brought you from. And that's the purpose. You look to him, conversate with him, thank him, and remember that stepping stone in your faith in your Christian life. Here I was in this place, and God brought me in. And he's the only one I asked. I know it was him. Time and time again. He's proved stuff. 
time, time again is first. Like, wonderful. <clears throat> I appreciate you. Now, just a little lesson. Anybody got anything? That's a good lesson. I appreciate that. You were talking about him reminding him how David, his father, walked. And me and Mark just had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I said, I hope that if my kids go to do things that we try to teach them not to do, that they're reminded of what we taught them. He said, oh, they'll be reminded. And I knew what he meant, that God would go by and he'd remind them. And I thought, he'll also, if there's going to be times that they're going to do things that we failed to teach them not to do. And that's going to be on us, too. And uh, but I appreciate. I heard a preacher say on TV the other day. Y'all probably heard it too. He said, "I've seen many people that raise their kids. They say I don't understand. I raised my kids in church." And he said they start questioning that God said, "Well, if you'll train up the child in the ways you go," he said, rather than question God's word, how about you start questioning your training? And I thought, oh me, oh me. So it just falls in my mind. But I hope that some of the things God can go by and say, remember how your father loved. Mm -hmm. I remember how my father loved. I remember how they treated. Mark has said many times, he said, I don't have to tell my wife how to dress and act in church because her parents did that for me. And I thought, thank you, Lord, for a good raise. And I yes. appreciate that. I just want to pass that on to my kids. And yes. my prayers, they'll raise their children in the admonition of the Lord and take, send that on to their children. You can't break the cycle because if you do, it's going to cause a world of hurt. But that was a good lesson. I appreciate it. Glad he reminded him of how David walked. Appreciate that. Anybody else?